Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Thursday. It is, and I am so glad to have you back here in well, the room. I'm glad to be here. I, you know, I, I just feel like we're teaching Peyton all the right things. Not only is he doing some great Bible study and sharing that with us on Text Talk, but he even got the socks. Even got the socks, the special Wednesday socks. I'm loving that. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you know, I feel like in these conversations, he's teaching me things. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited mm-hmm. to, to have two fellas that I get to talk with who teach me things. Mm-hmm. I need to learn lots of things. I tell you what, and that's what it's all about, is encouraging everyone in the Word here on Text Talk. So let's continue in James in the Word. Why don't you read for us verses 18 through 25 Great in your New King James Bible. You bet. James 1, verse 18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was." But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So I want to... I want to throw out one of my pet peeves that I've heard from people about James's letter. Oh, very often James's letter is related. These are, this is a peeve. My this pet a, peeve. This just really gets under your skin. Under it badly. Oh no. Yes. So a lot of times when people talk about James and this letter, they relate it to the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. I don't have a problem with that, though I do think there may be a little bit more the prophetic tone than the wisdom literature tone. But clearly, he's all about wisdom here. Okay. However, when people do that, they then immediately connect it to Proverbs, where in Proverbs, you have a lot of different statements. After chapter 10, uh, you have just a lot of different statements that don't necessarily appear to have any particular order, and so one statement may have something to do with what comes before it and after it, but may not. Sure. And a lot of folks look at James, and they they see James and and the various topics— topics he speaks about or writes about and says, see, oh, James is like Proverbs. You know, he's just scattered teaching, just talking about a lot of different aspects of wisdom. Mm. And I think as we look at James, we realize that is not the case at all. James is not writing just sporadic, scatter, shotgun talk about wisdom and wise things. They're there really is structure, there really is theme, there really is interlocking connections between things, and we see it here in this first chapter. He doesn't just immediately just, okay, now I'm done talking about that thing, let's talk about being doers of the Word. He's interconnecting. Everything started with this issue of facing trials and steadfastness in trials, which then produces life, which is in contrast to what happens when we pursue sin, which produces death. But then he interlocks that with God giving us the Word of Truth, 
Whereas my desires, when my desires are conceived, they bring mm-hmm. forth sin. And when sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. What God has done in contrast to that is given his word. And when my desire is his word, it brings me to life. It gives birth to me. We've got a contrast. There's, there's a great deal of contrast in this first chapter about yeah. life and death, contrasting with caving to sin versus being steadfast with sin. Uh, being yeah. steadfast against sin, yeah. I should say, steadfast with the truth. And now he's talking about, well, how do you show steadfastness? Yeah. By being doers of the word. So not to uh, knock Proverbs, it's just that this is not a collection of Proverbs. Correct. It truly is an epistle. Yes. And there are themes running through it. I don't have a pet peeve that anyone would say of Proverbs that, oh, look, it's a list of Proverbs. My pet peeve is saying James is just like that, as if there's no structure, as if there are no themes, as if, no, he's he's actually, yeah. it's very complex. It's it's very much, here are these themes that he is working on, and they're interlocking and interweaving. Well, uh, maybe two thoughts on that. One, I do see the practical nature of a lot of the teaching of James, sure. and that, that, that echoes Proverbs to yeah. me, because when you break those down, they can be quite practical. You, you know, the other thing is, um, what I see in James, perhaps even more uh, then echoes to Proverbs is echoes to the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, that definitely is there. You know, I, I see so much of this teaching is, uh, you know, well, like I said, an echo, a restatement, something like that. Not necessarily in the same order uh, that you have in Matthew 5 through 7, but certainly the content is mm. there. Uh, and I really see that in the reading today. Yes. This emphasis about not just hearing the good teaching of God, but what do you do with that hearing? You're supposed to do it. You're supposed to practice the good word of God. Yeah, go ahead. The Sermon on the Mount ended with that parable that we have songs about for our kids, that we all know, the wise and the foolish builders. Did you just turn to it? I did. I have that here. It's Matthew chapter 7, and I'm going to start reading in verse 24, uh, but this is the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You can imagine the bragging that folks might have had at some point, oh, I heard Jesus preach. (laughs) <laughs> I heard, G- did you ever get to hear Jesus preach? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually heard yeah. James would be like, yeah, for the longest time, I really didn't like what he said. <laughs> I true. thought he should have gone back home. Yeah, that's exactly My bad. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. But the there's no boast in having heard. Mm-hmm. I, okay, great. So you got to hear the master teacher teach. That's wonderful. Did it change you? Mm. Did it impact you? <clears throat> Jesus ended his sermon with this parable about doing what you have heard. Do you remember how the sermon began? Uh, with the Beatitudes, right. blessed are. Blessed is this person, and blessed yeah. is that person, then describing the blessings. Here in James, he kind of summarizes the whole thing as he talks about hearing and doing. 
And he says the person who perseveres, not only hearing but doing, will be blessed mm-hmm. in the doing. Mm-hmm. Here he encapsulates that entire sermon. If you want the blessings with which Jesus began his sermon, then you have to be the wise builder with which Jesus yeah. ended his sermon. You have to be the one who not only hears but actually does it. I see a warning here for the for the student, for the academic who's always learning more and always studying more, but it's not translated into action. It's not translated into practice. It's not just about what we know. It's Mm -hmm. about what we do. I think about that kind of knowledge in the warning in Corinthians, how knowledge puffs up. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not that knowledge is bad or wisdom is bad, but th- there's got to be the practice. There's got to be the application. Which goes against the Gnostic teaching that was coming up there at the end of the first century and started mm. to try to dominate in the second and, and, and on after that, which really was about as long as you know it, right? as long as you believe it. In fact, sometimes in order to separate the body from the spirit, your body was supposed to do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. That's what they were teaching. As long as you have the right knowledge, as long as you have the secret knowledge. James is saying that true Christianity, orthodox Christianity, the Christianity that Jesus came to establish by his death, burial, and resurrection is not just about what we know. Mm-hmm. It is about what we do. And it is about doing it based on our faith in Jesus. Amen. It's not just anybody who happens to accidentally mirror some nice things that Jesus would also teach that, oh, oh, you're good. But it's not just I've heard it and I believed it. It's I've I've heard it and I've believed it and I'm doing it. I do it. Yeah. And that that is clear. And I appreciate you bringing up the distinction because there are a, a host of religions that share some common ground about morality. Sure. You find good moral people across the board, all kinds of religions. You can find some real rascals too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you can. But but you know what 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 makes Christianity distinct is of course its doctrine. Yes. And what will make its people distinct, light and salt, is because of the faithfulness to that doctrine in the name of the Lord. Yeah. It's not because, you know, well, all religions say some good things, and then we just, no, there is the way, the truth, and the life, and that is Jesus Christ. And if there is some overlap there in sound morality, you know, we praise God for that, but that's going to go back to God and his truth, not because religion is religion is religion. Yes, yes. Jesus ended his sermon with a parable, uh, a picture about wisdom and folly. You have the foolish builder who builds his house on the sand. And the way he builds his house on the sand is he hears, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do. Yeah. And so when the storms of judgment come, his, hand, his house is destroyed. The wise builder builds his house on the rock, has a great foundation, has great mm-hmm. support. So when the storms of judgment come, his house stands. Yeah. We see wisdom versus folly. James uses a picture. It's a different picture. This is a picture of a person who looks in a mirror and then walks away yeah, and forgets the what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Through, through my days, and I'm not sure which one of these is the, the right approach to this, but through my days of study, I, I've, I've seen this picture in two different ways. Mm-hmm. One, it, it's kind of like, and I know I'm kind of bringing in some modern thought on this, some, some things that James would have never thought about, but like someone giving a self-portrait. If they're, if they're drawing a self-portrait, they're going to look okay. in a mirror, and immediately when they walk away, they forget some of the details. They have to keep looking back. And so it may be that James <clears throat> is just saying, look, this is, this is like what everybody goes through. You look at the mirror, you do see yourself, but you lose some of the details. You have to keep going back. That's just normal and natural. The other approach, I think 
And I think I tend toward this one. I think James may be actually saying the person who doesn't do what God says, who doesn't do what he hears, is is like a straight up fool. He's more like the person who looks in the mirror and then when he went and looked back later, didn't realize that was himself that he saw earlier. Like like a bird in a, yeah. in a reflection of <laughs> the glass exactly door. Right. You know, you look, you studied intently. I've now I've now looked at every bit of myself, but then I walk away. I don't remember anything about what I look like. In mm. fact, so much so that when I looked in the mirror again, I wouldn't even recognize myself. Mm. Now that's straight up folly. And I think I think that's the one he is more than likely talking about here, that if you look at the word and you don't do it, you're like a person who is so foolish, who's so ignorant, who is so, may I use the word, stupid, that You've looked in the mirror, you've studied intently, and then you've walked away and you can't remember any of it. Well, now you have to put the explicit on this uh, <laughs> on this particular episode. Yeah. Sorry, not for children. Not for children. But the, the point being is that God has given us the word to be a mirror, yeah. to show here's what you're supposed to be like. And if you walk away and don't do it, you're not remembering what you're supposed to be like. Well, you know, on an earlier episode this week, we were talking about your sage drum major and, uh, you know, reminding us about how practice makes permanent. If you missed that, go back to Monday's conversation. It comes, it, it, it just, it just comes to mind. Uh, if, if the, you know, the second take is the way it is and, and then, you know, there's good reason for it. I see the uh, connection being that when you do not practice what you know, you forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Uh, and that same type of forgetfulness that when I'm looking in the mirror, I have a pretty good handle on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do anything about it. I don't use this teaching. I don't practice it. And th- then I then I forget what even I learned. But we are blessed in the doing. Blessed yeah, in the doing. The blessings that's, in doing the work. I think that's going to become big when we get into James chapter 2, talking mm-hmm. about faith and obedience. And uh, let's remember yeah. that. James has a, a, a strong point that salvation, the blessing from God, comes for those who listen and respond. Yeah, listen and do the word of God. Not just those who give a mental agreement, but mm-hmm. for those who listen and respond and let it change us. I know we'll talk more about that next week, yeah. but I wanted to, to put that plug in to have kind of a, a worm in our ear for that one. But I think our time's about up. A worm in the ear? Yeah. This is definitely an explicit episode. <laughs> That's just downright scary. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and pray about that then? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you that we can enjoy the time in your word, and it does bring us joy, as truth always does. Father, this is a a good warning and reminder for us today that it's not just about uh, reading or listening to good sermons, receiving the word, but Father, we need to act upon it. Father, give us the courage and the strength that that we would be doers of this word. And certainly we are encouraged in this scripture today because the one that is a doer is the one who will be blessed. And Father, we seek your blessing. We want to bring glory to your name. And we pray, Father, that you bless us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.